RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonix. Previously on Neon Heat, we rejoin Athena in Thalassica's cyber lair, a month having passed since her team emerged from the Hunter's Tunnels with Silas and the civilians who had been spirited away by Zeev. Pavi arrives with a reminder to Athena that she appears to have forgotten her own birthday. Athena has been busying herself trying to get a hand back on the wheel of Thalassica's operation, as well as trying to find her grandparents on the surface. Athena reveals to Pavi that she made an outing to threaten Cyril through Hermes, Pantheon agent, as well as how Suzette Olivier has been building a doppelganger of Pantheon and privately claimed responsibility for Escarglow. Pavi gives Athena updates on her friends, the general state of affairs in the city, and a solemn reveal about her life during Athena's absence. If Athena knows anything about Pavi, it's that she'll feel better if she stays in motion. Together, they disembark to go find Halarishi, and hopefully through him, Isaac. You know those immediate cuts just from black and it doesn't fade, it doesn't pan, it doesn't do anything. You're just in the shot. This is one of those shots. When we snap onto the scene, it reveals Athena standing in a hallway, probably shabbier looking, dimly lit first floor apartment hallway. And she's just standing in front of a door with her hand up like she's gonna knock. But she just stands there and you wonder if the camera is broken because she's not moving. She's just very still. She's not knocking. And she's looking at a dust bunny on the floor. She's got her going out clothes on, jacket covering up her new arm. But she still looks kind of sick, probably even more rundown in this weird dim flickering maybe fluorescent light. Nobody looks good under fluorescent light. It just makes you look so much sicker. But she has a little packet of wisps in one hand, as the other one's still raised. We see Athena fumbling in her jacket for a very small pad of paper that she jams against the wall and scribbles out a note very quickly, her lips moving as she mutters to herself about what she's writing. But we hear it very clearly. Sorry, uh, sorry it's been a month. I wanted to give you space. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. And we see that line has been crossed out several times until she landed on okay is the right word. I mean, my grandparents, mostly, they're in my parents, because I gotta, gotta watch them, keep an eye on them, make sure they're okay. We're gonna try and bring Isaac back tonight, might be home later, sorry I haven't been around, I hope you're doing okay. I don't think she signs it. Athena's pretty sure he's gonna know it, who it came from. She turns around, 
to the railing behind her of the stairs and she just shears off a little bit of metal from it, ties around the wisps and you can see it very artfully out of metal just says, sorry, little note tucked, puts it gently down in front of the door and then she hammers on it and runs away. She <laughs> flies out the front door of the apartment building, hops right onto the back of the quarry cycle with Pavi and says, go, 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 go. What, are you burning the place down? No, we gotta go. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. We gotta go. I don't even know if he's here. Pavi, go. Pa Pavi. I think there is. <laughs> she grabs for the, like around her for the accelerator. I, that's dangerous. I know. That is dangerous. I could float this whole thing, but I'm not doing it. Pavi grips the handle tightly and gives it a rev and you guys accelerate forward, lifting up and into the air Whew. with a, a wub, wub, wub to accompany. All right, let's go get the sidecar, and then we can be off. Sounds good. This is good. I'm feeling good, right? Yeah, real good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good birthday. I already had my cake. And he ate it, too. That, that I did. It's funny, because, you know, that's what you always do with cake. Pavi flies you guys across the city until you find yourselves at the storage unit, where Athena's bike had previously been kept during her absence. She took it out, popped the paint off, had a real successful time, and then it was lost to the briny depths. So that briny. Was, it was blasted off the garbage barge in the middle of season two by the parasite after you decided to pop holes in his boat. I stand by that decision. It was very funny for two seconds. It was great. It was a great decision. <laughs> I'm, I love that whole scene. That was awesome. <laughs> well. All right, come on. Pavi parks the bike outside the mini garage. Is it like a shutter-based one? I think it's a shutter one. And is it only storage or is it also like a little workshop area? It's mostly storage, but there's probably like a bench with some, some ramshackle tools that she doesn't like as much, so that's why they're here. This is the bee workshop. She throws open the shutter and it's very dark inside. Oh, let me get the light. Can you go over there? She just points a few feet deeper into the storage unit itself. Yeah, I get it. You take a couple of steps. She throws on the light and... In the center of this small storage unit, you find a brand spanking new Cory cycle. Holy shit! Oh, what? She just turns around and points with like her mouth open. Oh, where did that come from? Javi! What? You put that there? What? Did you put that there? <laughs> I, I didn't know where that came from. Javi! Happy birthday. I'm gonna cry! Come here. She like does that thing, that shuffle forward with your head down yeah. and then just sunks onto her shoulder, even though she's much taller. Much, much taller. <laughs> yeah, that, there, there. Here. Mm -hmm. This is so nice. I know. I'm the best. You are the best. And you deserve the best. So. Well, like... let's not get crazy. Okay. So, ground rules. Ground rules. This is not waterproof. I don't think the last one was either. I know. I'm just reminding you that this will not survive a swim. So it would be best if it would stay in the air. In the air is where I would like it to be at almost all times. Ooh, could this be something that Athena and Pavi work on together? Sure. Modding it over time. Absolutely. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Maybe increase your repair a little bit. Well, I know it's a bit bare bones right now. I really, I only could get the anti-grav working with the Cory propulsion mechanism. It's pretty expensive and it's very complex, so that took most of the time, but it works now and it's ready. There's more that we could do to it, but since I didn't know what you wanted, 
I thought maybe I'd ask you, but I didn't want to spoil the surprise. So, you know, here we are. What a treat. A birthday treat for you. A birthday treat. Can, can you help me with something? What's up? If I just have my finger here, would you be able to sign your good work? Can you move my hand? And there you go. Oh, She's like gonna... her finger into the metal? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I will try. Come here. She stands in front of you, so like you're behind her and she yeah, grabs she's, your she's arm. She's a limp to... noodle, but her finger is very rigid. <laughs> <laughs> we get a shot of Pavi's face as she's scrunched up, lip poking out as she's trying to use your finger to sign her name. Comes out okay. It's an eraser too, so you know, just let me know. Look, I can turn it around. Her signature is a little swooping. The P's got one of those yeah. curly boys in it. She, the only thing she'd have to do is pick up her finger to dot the eye. <laughs> so, so we see here, pull your hand back and then jab it forward. And it goes way too long. It makes like a whole other line. Now what are you going to do? That's a masterpiece. Absolutely. This is a masterpiece. You're a masterpiece. Oh. I love you. I love you too. So, I mean, we can take it now. Otherwise, if you want to stay safe, we can take my bike. Mm. But, you know, it's up to you. As funny as I think it would be to jam big boy Isaac into a very tiny sidecar. I think he, if we you know, do find him, he'd be more comfortable on a, you know, the back of a bike. You would know, so I trust your decision on that. Oh, we're gonna get him, right? We're damn well gonna try. I mean, all we can do first is talk to Halarishi. Yep. Before we go and find him, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? How are we going to convince him? And if we can't convince him, uh, what do we do then? Are we just gonna try to follow him? Are we gonna... Are yeah. we going to try to squeeze it out of him? How do we threaten a Mothman that can literally just explode into different moths and disappear into the, the dark, dark tunnels? I, I don't really want to threaten him because he's been mostly cool up to this point, And I feel like he'd be far better as an ally. I agree. Than I, a, a snooping everywhere in the city enemy. I definitely agree. I just She looks know. around a little shiftily for moths real quick. We are going to be so diplomatic because we have a lot of info and maybe he needs it. Okay. Yeah. She says and her face is like, it's ramping up. She's, yeah, I mean, we. it seems like we're on the same side of this, so... Let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah. We gotta. Yeah. So we're gonna. Yes. She hops on her bike. All right. Feels the seat. Feels good. It's a good seat. That is high quality dome leather. My goodness, I can smell it. Are there steaks that came with it? Sure, uh, <laughs> Were there steaks that came with it? I figure maybe we have something for dinner. Oh, okay. Listen, my dad gets good deals, you know. I know he does. Yeah, quite well. A, quite a lady with connections you are, Poppy girl. Just a few, you know, in the good food business. The only business I want to be a part of, she says, a liar. <laughs> What does the paint job look like? What does it aesthetically look like? Hmm. Jet black, except for one very tiny purple lightning bolt. Tastefully. Okay. On the side. I thought that would be cool, because, you know, you can turn into lightning. It's, it's very cool. How'd you get this finish? Did you, like, have to use the blowtorch? Yep. Just, you know, put the fire on it. That's how, That's what makes it go real fast, you know? The lightning. The flames? Well, the flames and the lightning bolt. Let's test this baby out. You want to tell me about Athena's maiden voyage? Athena kicks off from the floor of the storage unit, the thrum running up her arms as she grips onto the handlebars. And it is so nice to be in the air again. Honestly, that autonomy means so much to her. And it's the best birthday present she ever could have gotten. 
She loves Poppy so much. She flips her helmet into place, but we see a smile just before she does. And she and Poppy close up shop and jet off into the muggy noontime air like two little fireflies disappearing around a building. They're going to go to the last place they met Hollerishi. Okay. In that like cavern out by where the Zeev tunnel kind of was, where the barge was, that general area. Okay. And she's going to have Pavi absolutely crank her speaker. Wow. We get some nice scenic panorama shots of the city as Athena and Pavi drift through it. Maybe it's like a little before noon, so it's, it's a little hot. Yeah, it's definitely getting muggy. There's some mist drifting over the water, but thankfully nothing worrying. You do make your way out back to where the barge had been located near that cascading water going off into the darkness. You can hear that in the distance. Out here, of course, it is entirely pitch black except for the scattered quarry crystals protruding from the walls of the cavern, the ambient light being thrown off of your bikes. Which is not insubstantial. We even get some cool reflective shots from far away where the only thing we see are these dots of multicolored light off in the distance Mm. and the two of you floating over the water and the reflections in the water just in darkness until you make your way to the appropriate spot. And Pavi looks over to you and says, Does this look about right? I think so. Here we go. Just blast it. What do you want? What kind of music is she blasting? Whatever got him last time. Something with a nice thrumming bass line. Pavi activates the speaker on her bike and the thrumming bass line pumps to life, echoing out over the water, bouncing off the cavern walls, creating strange Doppler effects as it ricochets and creating the impression that the tempo builds more and more over time with all of these echoing sounds. It takes a couple of minutes, but eventually you do sense the familiar rippling within the darkness. One speck of orange light ignites and begins to spread like fire in a small wave, creating a patch of orange that then drifts away from the wall and through the air towards both of you. And you see the clumpy, indistinct form of Halarishi floating through the air to you. How's it going? There's a long pause as the many individual moths beat their wings to keep this quasi-humanoid form afloat. Like any time, there are ups and downs. That's a pretty good goof. As he's bobbing in the air there, he makes no indication, (laughs) no, no real response to that. Damn. I trust there is a purpose for you reaching out to me here. Yeah, is there also a quieter way we can do that, or do you just really like a good mixtape? It is possible for me to communicate with you as long as part of my network is close enough, but I do not always stay in one place. It's fair, it's good, you gotta keep on the move. This is very direct, better than meeting where someone might see us. You're not every moth, are you? No, not every moth. So if there's a moth that's looking at me, probably you. It is possible. I'll just ask at the time. Sorry. (laughs) For what? Nothing, I guess. The moths have no intelligence in the way you would think. They are creatures. They are moths. They are merely 
the conduit through which I can speak to you. Understood. Why are you here? We need Isaac. To what end? He's my friend and he's been alone in a tunnel for over a month. I did not say he was alone. What? Have you guys just been hanging out? Having a nice time? You think I would abandon him in the, the depths? I don't know. I've been super worried. I have told you he's safe. Can I at least see him? Please. At least give him a choice about it. Because otherwise he's just a prisoner. Your society understands this distinction. And sometimes the necessity. He does have choice. But... There are complications. Her leg starts bouncing. What, what, what complications? What happened? Is he okay? He is struggling, I suppose. I do not know what more I can do. Then let me, let me. That may be. What's happening? Is it, is it with his, you know, his new friend? Is it given, is he, can, he can't control it? The moths are slightly more irritated. They flutter a bit more. You know, there's more movement to his entire form mm. as he drifts in the air. And this whole time, Pavi is patiently, you know, she's obviously turned off the, the <laughs> yeah. enormously loud Maybe music. Maybe it's lower. It's still going, but... <laughs> the moths are just... She's allowing you, of course, to take full lead on this and will only really weigh in if it's dramatically appropriate or if you, like, ask her about something. Mm. You have the right of it. I had a thought. I wanted to know what what you thought. Yes. I have this. And she taps on her circlet with her metal hand so it tinks. When the purple got into my brain, it got cut off from all its other stuff. Maybe we we have one of these for Isaac and we didn't want to come till it was done because, oh no, what has this happened? (laughs) But maybe, maybe it'll cut off his chain so he can just be him. You know? You would force the spectrum from his body? No, that's not what it did. Then what did it do? It just kind of ch- chill, chilled it out for me. Mine's, we're, we're you know, buddies, you know, <laughs> just hanging out. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to have to do that to Isaac. Because I saw in the tunnels, I saw it happen to so many people. It just, it just got ripped out of him because Steve was insane. And he didn't care. He thought he was doing everybody a big old favor. Maybe he did. But if if the parasite can have influence over Isaac, just like unguarded like this, we can't let that happen. It's not safe. It's not good. He wants him. The parasite has no control over him now. The chain is broken. <laughs> is there any way to reestablish that kind of stuff? Perhaps not remotely and not without effort. But if you believe that this might help him, Help them. Perhaps. Maybe. I just, I don't know, because this stuff doesn't happen. This is, this is new territory. Maybe it's not, and we just don't know about it. It is. I am limited in many ways, but I do the best I can. I do not think I am succeeding. What do you mean? I think my endeavor is doomed to fail. And I can do little to stop it myself. Maybe you just need a business partner. Business. It's just a turn of phrase. I know. Do you need help, Halarishi? 
Goddamn. The moths sort of quiver again in his glowing orange eyes and the That's not her hindrance anymore. It doesn't scare her. There's a moment of silence and he says, Yes. Then let us. Come on. He looks between you and Pavi and says, You. Yes. And not her. Oh, she is neck deep in this. Not in the way that you are. Or he is. It's true, but where I go, Pavi goes too. Where you ask to go. Where I ask to go. Because what if I need help with Isaac? And I can't do it by myself? Pavi has my back. I am concerned what her presence would mean. It violates my oath. You want to flutter over here and whisper what your oath is? To keep the world separate. I have told you this before. If I allow her to come, and I allow her to then leave. Pavi just sitting there, not wanting to disrupt looking between you, but says, I'm I'm good at keeping a secret. And I have the... Taps her implant. We've been spending quite a large amount of our resources and getting everybody shirred up because these floodgates are going to open, Halarishi. You know that. I know that. And I'm probably not as smart as you. Go ahead and make me a persuade at... Oh, I will reduce it from a minus four to a minus two. And if you would like Pavi to support you, she can. That would be lovely. What's Pavi's persuasion? D4. Not good. All right, so Pavi. Ooh, do I have conviction? From? Last season. Do you? I don't know. I don't know either. I didn't have it at the end of it. Do I have it at the beginning? Oh, yeah. You had a great success and a great failure in that you took out Zeev, you saved everybody. You didn't have any casualties because of that cool adventure card. Wild. And your Roth plan- got a bump on his head. Yeah, your plan <laughs> went really well. But what I'll tell you out of character in a meta capacity is that what happened to Eskar Glow was a direct result of your interference at the council. Yeah, I so, figured. Which was like but... dramatically really cool. I'm glad you did that. And I was impressed with what you were doing there. So, Well, you know, sometimes it'd be like that. Pavi dice, right. Okay. Pavi. Pavi has critically failed. God damn. No. Pavi. My very first roll with my brand new copper dice. Well, ain't that just the way? That gives you a minus two? Minus two? Is that what happened? So now you're back at a minus four? Fuck. (laughs) Okay, my persuasion is a D6. I have three bennies and conviction. Oh, man. This is even better because Pavi has the tongue-tied hindrance. That is one of her hindrances. So I'll resolve Pavi's first. She says... Yeah, you know, I'm really good at um, keeping things to myself, and I've got my speaker, and I can help with the implant, and um, the speaker, as she's in the middle of listing these things, she's like, I'm really good at repairing things, and she hits something, and the speaker blasts again at max volume, flowing over the moths right in front of you. You watch the sound waves hit him full force, and the moths like... And he gets buffeted back in the air a little bit. And then she immediately is slapping the console, trying to stop it. And it only goes for a second. But she's sitting there, hands claw-like on the cycle itself, looking between Halarishi and you with wide eyes. Just says, sorry. Like a mouse, Pavi. I think it's going to roll. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. No. I'm going to Benny it. Okay. I need my bennies. You can keep that one. Oh. <laughs> Wait, flop it on the table so I hear it. On the table. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's a five. I'm going to add my conviction to this. 
You're at a minus four right now. Yeah. Okay. So I just need a three or higher. Correct. And if, if you don't get it, you can Benny and re-roll yeah, your yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yes. It's a six. A three. So that's a, that's nine plus one. Ten. So what do you say? How do you? She already said oh, it. Oh, she already said it. Okay. Never. Oh, that's right. I already gave you modifiers based on what you previously <laughs> yeah. said. Ten. Success with a raise. Hollerish's moths recover, and there's a strained beat of silence before he says, Yes, very well. Is anything going to happen to you if you break your oath? I will have violated a promise I made. To who? She says, fishing in the most obvious way. Uh, go ahead and make me a persuade. This is going to be at a minus six, but you just use your conviction, and in combat, conviction rolls forward. Oh my god. Okay, you can roll conviction forward by spending a Benny. Yes, I will do that. So if you would like to spend a Benny to roll your conviction into this. (laughs) okay so visually what you guys didn't see is Allie sitting in her chair with her left elbow up on the back and her right elbow on the table itself sitting back with one leg up on her chair too just real cash and just grabbing one and tossing it out like it means nothing to her like "Mm, yeah it's a pittance yeah have a Benny means nothing to me that is exactly what happened minus six 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 did you get to start? I'm at minus two still. Okay. Oh, it's a one. Got one Benny left, got though. one Benny left. It'd be a shame not to spend it. I'm so curious. It's one of her hindrances. Mm-hmm. That's true. All I ever do is play to her hindrances, because she has so many of them. I'll give you a Benny refund for blowing your conviction and all your Bennies on this. <laughs> Thank you. I might blow it as well. Uh-huh, maybe. Oh. Oh, they're threes. It's a one again! Well, that's a shame. Suppose here's my last Benny. I hope Isaac doesn't dissolve me into a puddle. Oh. Uh, oh, oh god. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. That's what I'm talking about, pickle! You blew one up. I blew one up. Six. It's a two. Fuck! So you're at eight. Minus six is two, so you need at least a, you need to not roll a one. I know this one's rolled two ones in a row. <laughs> roll a different one. But I have to roll this one. It's already in my hands. Okay. Damn it! It was a one. Yes. Son of a bitch. That is so upsetting. Wow. Fuck. Well, I deserve to get dissolved. Oh, I suppose. I'm so sorry. Yeah. It is what it is. You ask and. There is a bright current of orange that flickers through his form, and it seems as though he's about to say something. And then he says, No, I am already violating my oath by agreeing to this in the first place. Was, Not- it, was it Roth? No. Was it Joel? He just <laughs> shakes his head and <laughs> starts, to float, starts <laughs> to float away. Oh, did she don't go? <laughs> She wubs to keep pace with him. (laughs) (laughs) And then he continues floating. No. He's starting to ferry you guys back through the caverns. He is definitely orienting you in the direction of the lighthouse. Far towards the back of the enormous cavern. Maybe even following one of the walls. That's the general direction he's going in. Athena feels a big ol' amount of trepidation going past the lighthouse. Because that's, you know, the safety barrier for excursions. 
in general, I would like to say that the Cory jets on Athena's new bike are blue. Her favorite color. Mm, nice. Looks real nice with the purple lightning bolt. Very cool. So Poppy is floating beside you and hers. And hers, we said, was black with yellow streaks on like it. Like a yellow jacket. Well, yellow jacket. That's right. Very cool. Do you think her color is yellow? Like her cycles Cory energy? Or is that also blue? Maybe, maybe it changes when you give it a tune-up. Yeah, maybe she's changed it. She installed one of those color kit thingies. Nice. Yeah. Pavi is floating on your other side, just a little behind. Thank you for taking me. And Hollery, she just goes, Ugh. She gives Pavi a thumbs up. The journey is perhaps not long, but the tunnels we are going to are vast and maze-like. So do not leave my side. Uh, no, I will stay right here. Yep. More minutes pass, and you basically have to go by the lighthouse as mm-hmm. you guys are there. How's um, it look? At this point, it looks like somebody's replaced the shed on the shore. Really? The one that you'd cannibalized and made into the metal sheet. Visually, aside from that, not much has changed. I mean, it, it really is just a small rocky island with the rock formation coming from the top of the cavern as it comes much closer to the water. This is the edge of the cave that leads deeper into the mountains. So the lighthouse is this structure that marries the floor of the ocean to the ceiling, so to speak. The great crystal glowing in the darkness. As you guys are passing by, make me a notice. Okay. Six. You guys float by the lighthouse. The last time you were there, uh, there had been some punctures that could have become more troubling, but there's really no indication that anything is amiss at this time. Can she see the crater where she blew up? Yeah, I think that's probably still there. She points to Pavi. Hey, look, it's me. Thankfully not. This time. Hollerishi glances down as well and says, That was well handled on the whole. Thank you. It didn't feel like it at the time. These things rarely do. Oh, you're not wrong. It is easy to look behind and judge your actions more harshly than perhaps you should. Hmm. We all do what we can. Yeah, we're all doing our best, she says, more to herself. So this, uh, this next sequence is a series of shots of you guys drifting through the tunnels. The size of the caverns definitely starts to change as you pass the lighthouse, really get towards the edge of what is considered to be Caldonic's territory. And this, as a reminder, is sort of, I won't say the point of no return, because people definitely do return, but it's known that these areas are much more dangerous because it's easy to get lost, there might be things here. A lot of expedition parties that head deeper into the mountain do not come back. Right. That's why we don't do it. Pavi, you got this in your brain map? Your good little brain map? My brain map? Yeah, you you know, the GPS doesn't work down here. I'm terrible with directions. I know the city. I'll I'll try. Uh, She fishes in a little side pouch, pulls out a notebook and starts... No, we can't take notes, Pavi. It's got to be in the brain. Brain. We got got these to keep people out of brains. Do not lead anyone here. Of course not. I will lead you back when it is time. (sighs) Athena's getting incredibly stressed out. The variety is extreme. So you'll go through a smaller area that will open up into another cavern that is a fraction of the size of the main cavern that you come from. Is but, it still over the water? Yeah, th- this entire time you're always over the water. There are patches of land where you you know, could potentially land yourself and park, 
But for the most part, this is all over open water and the different crevasses and tunnels lead into forking paths where the water also flows. The paths that he takes you on never get so small that it would trigger your claustrophobia. Okay. Could you make me another notice? Yes. That's a four. There are occasionally moments as you're drifting through the darkness that is only somewhat illuminated by the pinpricks of light along the walls. You occasionally catch movement in the darkness somewhere in your peripheral vision, but it's never close enough that you can identify what's going on. Harishi, what are, what, what's out there? Can you see better than me? Is that normal? There are many things in the tunnels. We are safe, especially up in the air like this. Poppy got a two and a two, so even with her low vision. Does Poppy have any bennies today? Sure, I'll give her a benny if you want to reroll. Yes. Uh, it's still a no. <laughs> Damn. Sorry. A frothy bubbling boils in the waters beneath you, and in the soft blue light of your cycle, you can see an immense gray shape drifting beneath the surface. A slow rumble of a squeak accompanies the rush of water, and you can look out and watch the eddies of the passing currents ripple over the surface. Athena peers down over her bike, watching it go, and shakes her head and says, Didn't even get to see its sweet big face. That's a manatees right there. <laughs> I thought they were called manatons because of how big they are. Same difference. They're all cute. <laughs> Hollerishi doesn't really turn or address you, but says, They eat the silt scoopers, the small fish that tunnel and burrow through the dirt and the mud. Eventually, the fish grow big enough to damage the rock. It is possible they hollowed out many of these tunnels. She knows she should be scared of something this big, but she's really not. Something weirdly comforting about this giant, gentle creature. Maybe not for fishermen, but in the air, they're not so bad. They got all that algae on their backs. So Hollerishi's gonna lead you guys on a merry trek through a lot of twists and turns. It'll probably take another hour, maybe. It's not bad. It's not like we're going fast. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, it opens up into what appears to be a more contained cavern. This section of cavern has rounded walls that slope up at a sharp angle. In the center, a great column of rock and stone spirals up out of the water, rising towards the dark ceiling. Small openings perforate the column itself, and in the faint light, you can see curling tethers of viscous, gaseous orange energy. Slightly brighter bands of light pulse and crackle through the cloudy wisps as they twist like anemones in the dark. At the base of this pillar in the water is the enormous ship made of scrap metal that you last saw at the lighthouse. Oh, shit. Hollerishi begins drifting upwards, leads you up the wall of the exterior cavern, 50 meters from the column itself. There are angular pathways and stairs carved into the rock that twist their way up and out of sight as you climb through the air. Is it like a baobab tree? How they have like the branches that look like roots? Do you know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Directly above, you can see multicolored lights blanketing the ceiling of the cavern with large dark arms branching off of the main column silhouetted against the colorful backdrop. But the water looks nice below you, especially as you have gotten further into the cavern and the angles are more appropriate, you can see that same multicolored light reflected off of the gleaming surface of the water below you. 
The branches of that column fork away into the cavern walls, leaving a large and sturdy coral-like structure. Athena looks at the crystals blanketing the ceiling and just has a moment of awe. She flips up her eye visor just to take it in. Wow. Is, is this your home? Is this your base? There's a lot of yellow fog at the, the hunter's crystal that we saw. This is as much of a home as I have now, as many of us have now. What does the fog do? It is Cory. It is what all Cory is. Energy, a power source. I just didn't know if it's something you put in place, because, you know, your whole hands in the air and his general direction. Like if it was a, I don't know, like a barrier or something. A barrier? I don't know, to keep people out. I mean, like there's a whole, like it's hooked up to tunnels. People could just climb right on up. I guess it is. Cause, I mean, who wants to walk through core events? Never mind. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> when you crest to the top of this pillar, there is a somewhat flat expanse that stretches outward and does connect to the ceiling and in the roof of the ceiling and all along here you can see more distinct lights that are burning more brightly than the quarry crystals and it looks like they're alcoves that are carved into the stone of the cavern itself and you can see that there are forms moving passing by those lights in the darkness oh and Hollerishi continues to take you closer this is where i brought them all all of them the prismy. From, from, from the lighthouse? From the lighthouse, from the city, from the tunnels. All of them. As you guys begin to drift closer, a lot of the forms begin to take shape more distinctly as there are greater light sources here. You look around, and as you guys begin to pass more of these shapes, they pause to turn and look at you, and you see a hodgepodge of individuals, many of them with different colored eyes that are glinting back from the darkness, some of them burning more brightly than others, all of them dressed in one of three ways. They're either wearing some sort of tactical armor of a nondescript type, mm -hmm. they're wearing more grungy surface apparel, or they're wearing Alaricorp uniforms, like that are just tattered and dirty and nasty looking. So this is the wreckage of Harlan Troya? Are you asking in character or out of character? I guess in character. Halarishi turns to you and he says, This is not wreckage. These are my people. No, this is what he left behind. He just did this with no thought. This is the aftermath of his death. When some have choice. When the chains are broken. What colors are there that she's seeing? Oh, like everything. All of them. Does she see purple? Yeah, why not? Hmm. Out of character, I'd like to make some rolls. Okay. What kind of rolls? I would like to make some rolls to see how many people are here. Okay. There's Pantheon agents, Troya tribe members, and Olera court members. Yeah, that sounds right. So Pantheon agents, I would like you to roll 2d6. Does that seem like? So that'll generate yeah. between 2 and 12. I had this one at 2d6 because of the casualties sustained at the end of season one. Oh, jeez. That's rough. Yeah. Three. Three Pantheon agents, okay. Roll, I don't know, what do you think, 2d6 or 3d6 for Oleracorp? Probably 3d6 if there were a lot of them there. Okay. Go ahead. Eight. Okay. 
And then the last one, Surface Tribe members. I figured that one would probably be 3d6. Or more, if it's really low. Uh, do the sixes blow up? No, I don't think so. Okay, so that is ten. Ten, okay. That, that actually works out perfect. So, three Pantheon agents, ten tribe members, and eight Belericorp members. So that's twenty-one in total. As Halarishi leads you through the air, many sets of eyes turn to you. This area is more well-lit, so you can see more of the individuals as they step out of the shadows to watch you approach. There are many different sets of multicolored eyes, but they are not all the shadowy wisps that you have seen, nor are they all brimming and glowing. Athena and Vi are very curious about that. Your curiosity is matched by many of the expressions that you can discern around you. Most of them are wary, but some expectant. Hello. Most of your responses are soft murmurs from the group as a whole. Halarishi turns and says, And here we are. Okay, here we are. One of the ambient lights is just a lot of fucking moths. Like there mm, are... Just all, a mothball. Well, I mean, there's just moths scattered around this area that are, you know, all glowing with that orange light. And, you know, they cast more ambient, okay, so it's okay. easier to see everything. It's very homey, she says. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just running my mouth. Don't mind me. They're not going to attack us on sight, are they? No. So we're good to land? Yes, but um, they will be curious. That's fine. Is the one from the spire here? Definitely. That's the one that steps forward first. Hmm. You recognize this red-eyed Nakir that steps forward, and its eyes are fully red. It's not trailing the weird blackness that you'd previously seen. It's it's just more of a, a pure burning red and it looks between you and Pavi and then Halarishi, and it says, I know you. I know you too. It nods. Thank you. You're welcome. Couldn't leave you there. <laughs> you could have, but you didn't. That wouldn't have been right, you know? It nods. She scratches her neck. There are a lot of eyes on her. That Nakir turns, speaks to many of the others. She helped me. She brought me to Halarishi. And there's just sort of some peas and carrots muttering. Athena's looking for Isaac. He's not here. He's not here? You don't see him in the assembled group. Halarishi, where, where, where is he? She's already landed, though. Drifts to the ground. She assumed he would be here, but mm -hmm. then she looks over the crowd and there's no big burly man standing there, ahead above everybody else. He is further in. I will take you. Okay, on foot? On bike? On foot. Okay. You can walk from here. Love a good walk. Athena says to the general crowd, Thank you for having us. There's a shorter Vel, androgynous in features, but short-clipped brown hair and piercing orange cat-slit eyes with the Nakir-slit cheeks steps forward, and they have more pronounced fangs when they talk, just like a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. They give you an appraising look that ends maybe not looking super impressed. So what do you... You're just stopping by? People don't stop by. Not not usually, probably. Uh, I'm sorry, this is, this is a lot. I didn't really know what to expect because, you know, <laughs> this guy <laughs> jerks a thumb at Halarishi. Very tight-lipped for having so many mouths. <laughs> there is a soft chuckle that goes through some of them there. They fold their arms and rumple their nose with a sniff. So what are you here for? 
I came to see my friend. Who's your friend? Isaac. They arch an eyebrow at you and say, what, Hakeem? That's not what he prefers. They roll their eyes. All right, he's got a new name now. So you're with the Troyes too? They give you a wide, flat smile. I was, and now we're stuck here. Welcome. Thank you. And they take a step back, sweep their arm petulantly to allow you to walk forward. Well, thanks for the welcome, even if it did seem a bit sarcastic. It was. Cool. Why Why are you angry at me specifically, or are you just lashing out at the situation in general? <laughs> Poppy's rattle goes off. <laughs> What's not to love? Here we are, our lives upended, can't go anywhere, stuck with each other. But you're new. You're here to stay, right? Uh, I'm I'm kind of a, a, a forward scout. Lots of folks to help. Some more muttering. But you're one of us, right? She looks a Halarishi. Am I? Yes. You heard the man. They sniff again, giving you skeptical eyes. Prove it. Do, do you guys have a secret handshake? They scoff blowing a laugh out their nose and then point up to I, their eyes with I a tap. I know. Can she make her eyes purple? Can she do that? Make a spirit roll. I'll do it with both my poiples. Poiples? Poiples. Seven. Seven is a success. What does it look like when you let it out? She's just going for a soft glow. Not like an aggressive one. Not a spooky one. Just a little bit. Gotcha. When she's done it before, like it's just all purple. But mm -hmm. maybe this time it is that, but her iris and pupil are still visible, but also purple. We see Pavi shift somewhat uncomfortably in the background, trying to go unnoticed. Still with her helmet on. Yeah. As you show your purple eyes, there's another muttering ripple of approval that goes through the assembled audience. Some of them at that point peel off and go back to what they were doing, but one or two more hang around to just listen. Hmm. Athena squints with her purple eyes at them expectantly. It's a little rude to leave someone hanging. You think I'd be here if I wanted to? I don't know. It's pretty beautiful. There are worse places. Rumples their nose again. They blink their eyes, and when they open again, they're glowing a very pure shade of deep pumpkin orange, and then they shut their eyes again tightly and open them, and the color's gone. Athena blinks hers away, too. How's Vi feeling about this? Vi feeling good? Vi is... Probably a similar level of palpable excitement as to when compared to when you went to the mines before. Damn. It's not quite like that. It's not like a need. It's just like a jazzed. Yeah, it's not like wow. a, a sense of awe or connection in the same way. This is more just it's strange to be in a circumstance where there might be others kind of like you, but it's also really an unknown it's like the first time you go to a convention and you're like, hey, there's a bunch of people walking around in cosplay. So there's certainly a familiarity and an intense curiosity, but definitely still some trepidation. Mm -hmm. And then they shrug and turn to walk away. Welcome. What's your name? My name is Gadu. Pleased to meet you. I'm Athena. Charmed. I'm sure. Nice bike. Thank you. And they walk away. She might want to take the bike with her. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. She gets back on the bike and kicks it off to make a point. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely do that. And Hollerishi will give his approximation of a shrug, but lead you forward. 
Halarishi leads you along one of the curling arms that snakes away from the column itself, which also has steps carved into the rock so it's easier to traverse. Atop this rocky tree, you can see that the branches disappear in all directions and that most lead to small caverns or outcroppings in the rock itself. And there are a number of small canvas tents and survival supplies that are just littered about this area, but certainly no formal decorating or furnishing. Maybe as they're floating in forward away from the group, she asks, why are there black shadows sometimes? Those folks didn't have them. I believe the shadows are vestiges of control or remnants of the chain influence. I do not know. Hmm. This is new for all of us. Everyone here is free. That's good. Yes. But they're angry because they're, they're stuck in a tunnel. Yes. Yeah. That checks out. I do not think they will remain complacent. And I understand why, but... How can I help? I wanted to give them a place they could... Live safely. But they don't want to live safely. Not all of them, but they can be dangerous. That was the purpose of separation in the first place. To restrict those who could be problematic, too ambitious, with too much power. Your Harlans. Yes. Or like the Karnik. Yep. Well... Is it bad that I wasn't even th- I, th- I think I blocked out great amounts of that tunnel trip. Sorry, he wasn't my first thought. <laughs> I know you have dealt with this, otherwise we would not be speaking here. Pretty cut and dry. You killed the beast? Yeah, I got him. Good. And did you find the source of his power? He had Silas slapped to it. That's how he was keeping everybody asleep. And what of it now? It's still there. You did a great service to everyone. It was the right thing to do. A Lara corpse in the Hunter's Crystal. What? They're controlling it. That's why the casualties in the tunnels have been so bad. The Zadars, they just have it, and I don't know how. It's linked up to the mines. Halarishi's form does another one of those quivering vibrations. That, I do not know how this is possible, but it bodes Ill indeed, if this is true. But as to what you can do, or how you can secure it, I'm afraid I will not be of much use, or much assistance. This is not a field I am familiar with. But at least you should be aware that such a connection exists, and trust that your people are taking measures, which I would hope to be true. Me too. I've been kind of hands-off. It's been a month. It has been... A long month. Yeah. And now my grandfather isn't there to keep a lid on stuff. I think he had eyes. He had a gilding on him. It was the same color as the crystal. Big one in the mines. Who is your grandfather? Darius Sedella, The curator. Yes. Name feels familiar, but I do not recognize it in that way. That's okay. I know nothing of the crystal. It's a real puzzler. Athena's thoughts start to drift, and we see through her eyes 
watching Halarishi floating in front of them as they wub along behind. Her eyes glaze over just a little bit, fuzzing the outline of his orange glowing approximation of a body. And it starts to stretch up and down and the surroundings around him in this multicolored crystal cavern grows dark. Dim orange glow leaks in and it refocuses sharply on a different scene weeks before when Athena had escorted Silas back to his office after emerging from the tunnels. And Athena is just pacing around this orange pillar of Cory in the middle of his room, just walking circles, shaking her head. He's behind his desk, feet up, slumped in his chair, both of them exhausted. She's still battered, bruised, bandaged. She turns to him with questioning but weary eyes as he's illuminated and backlit by the wall of Cory behind his desk. Do you still need us? Not right now. He has a faraway look. He's looking at the orange cylinder tube that runs from the floor to the ceiling that has the Cory in it as well. I dare say we'll have much to do before long, but thank you again, Athena, for coming. I wasn't going to leave you in tunnels. I meant to get there faster. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I'm thankful to be alive. And me. Weren't you you before? Ah, you were bits, right? I was me, but I suppose what I meant was Ziv took pieces, consumed them, made them a part of himself. I was simply fortunate that there was another piece inside him that wanted me to remain the way I was. Am. What's gonna happen to all these people he siphoned that didn't have a piece of them in there already? I think, in the long run, effects will be negligible overall. If I had to take a guess, he tapped into me to some extent to use my psionics to enter their minds, to pull their energy from them that way. Ugh. It's not as vicious or volatile as what he did to you and myself, so I don't believe the effects will be lasting. And there were so many that most of his energy was used up pulling the stunt to even get them there in the first place which was one of the reasons he was in a weakened state when you found him. The energy had dried up and hadn't had a chance to come back. If you would have delayed, I, I shudder to think. Well, you know me, I like moving fast. <laughs> in some respects. Hmm. But I think they will be alright. Most of them. But as we said, trauma, psychological repercussions, even when not Cory-related, can take time to heal. This is an event that will never leave our city's history, but the fact that it was not wholesale slaughter will surely be a point in calming things back down. And it'll add some trust to, to the regulators. Yes. Because I don't think it was just East City that got swiped. People from West City always come to Feastival, even if, you know, it's not strictly for them. That's It'll true. spread around. I think you're right. And people will realize Alaricorp didn't do shit. It's our job to help them realize that. To make them understand. You forget, Alerocorp, it's a political machine. It's, they control many communications. They have access to resources, but so do we. We need to get our story out there. The truth, before they can spin the narrative. Alerocorp, if they intended this gamble, it did not pay off. Or, I would expect it hasn't. I don't think anybody expected Steve. No. I don't think Zeev expected Zeev. I think you're right. I think he was a fluke. I think he was 
a warning, a cautionary tale. Don't call it a fluke, that means it might not happen again. That was bad phrasing. I'm gonna start rounding up these people with red eyes that don't know what to do about it. Oh? Yeah. And what will you do with them? Well, if they're untethered, they can do whatever they want. If they have self-control and willpower. So it'll be a good way to keep track of people. Think of it as a support group for confused people like us. <laughs> I think it's a fine idea on the surface. How do you plan on locating them? I already got one. I'm sure more will crop up. It's possible. Although if Zeev devoured some of that essence, there might not be as many as we think. But it's not as if all of them were taken. No. They're gonna need help. Yes. We should be the ones to help them. Build our base up. Make sure they understand. I think that's a good thing, right? Yes. I mean, shit, I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe I can help <laughs> somehow. He taps his temples and he says, It's a responsibility, not a gift or a curse. Much like anything. A weapon, an opportunity to be used or squandered. For good or ill, but the possibilities for all. It's staggering. Could be. Jack Stavith wanted to bury it all away. Yes, he did. Why? She's circling around the Cory cylinder. She's not stopped moving, because when she stops moving, she's just going to crash for like three days. Right. She's like a shark. He watches you circle that cylinder a number of times, and he says... Jax believed that the situation was too volatile, that individuals were not to be trusted with such an opportunity, and that to allow it to exist, to persist in our society, was to invite catastrophe, to leave too much up to chance. I guess I can see the merit to that line of reasoning after today. I don't think he was wrong, necessarily, but I think he was an extremist. We saw no flexibility, no, no alternatives. So killing Joel, that just sealed, sealed something away? Not exactly. Did Joel know what he was doing? I don't know. That's the big question. Was Joel's will his own or not? I only know some, but as you've said, Joel was connected, such as we are. I suppose you could say, and forgive me, the information that I am passing on to you is not coming from me. Not as such. And he taps his head again. She nods. I suppose you could call him an emissary. Maybe a, a scout. Or an ambassador, perhaps. I don't even know what to do with that right now. <laughs> I t oh, man. I wasted so much time. Wasted? Athena, if you had stayed, if Jex had found you, if Jex knew that you knew, do you think he would have hesitated for even a moment to do what he did to cover it up? Probably not, but I didn't really know the guy. He was single-minded when he decided upon something. In many ways, he was a brilliant teacher, talented, powerful, but uncompromising. A bit of a brick wall in that sense, I suppose you could say. Hmm. I guess I can relate. But the largest question for me, my personal recollections of the night, 
that Joel Shin died are hazy at best. Now that I have, there's a flicker of the lime green, what recollections my friend can pass along to me. It was brief, but I remember being there, and I remember we were gathered for a purpose, and then nothing. What Jex must have taken from me, perhaps all of us, his jaw clenches a little bit. There was more. There was a second incident. What? I don't... This is where my mind is a true blank. That same night? No. A different time. Years later, perhaps. I know it was the night that Jex Davith died, and I know I was involved, although I cannot tell you specifics as much as I would like to. In the spirit of trust, I hope my telling you this is worth something. Yeah, when I found that cloak in your dresser, I was ready to punch you through a wall. And you're not still. I want to punch something through a wall, but I need a better arm first. (laughs) I admire your tenacity. Aw, thanks. (laughs) She says a little flatly. (laughs) The city owes you a debt that it may never truly understand, Athena. Honestly, I'd rather it didn't. Understandable. The weight of responsibility is heavy. On that note, I should very much like to not fear for my life every time I turn a corner. Mm -hmm. So I will be doing my best to seek out Suzette Olivier in addition to my typical duties, most of which I will do my best to delegate, although I'm not the delegate. (laughs) It is still an important job function. We need to look into Sarovsky in the tunnels. Yes. I know who he is, but we need to find him. Oh? Yeah, you remember Chappie Dusnick? You're joking. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's working for Olivier, so if we can apply some pressure, might go right through him at first. Yes. I confess I have no idea how you would nail down such an individual. But if you know who he is... And where he is, by all means, proceed. I don't need to physically nail him down. I just need to make him interested. Because if he's a link in a chain and he wants to be tether free, there's an easy way to get that done. Also possible. Also, I want to talk to Benicia when there's time. I don't know where you ferreted her away. Or I would have talked to her already. Ah, yes, of course. She's in a safe place, but I will procure her. As you desire. It's pretty cagey. Well, just because I trust you doesn't mean I want to tell you where all of my safe houses are. I mean, just the ones, you know, where people who used to live in my brain live now would be great. Listen, I'm not going to track you down over the whole city every time you get kidnapped. I'm going to need some information to know where to start next time. Mm. Why don't you let me bring her to you when it's convenient? Okay. Listen. I'm grateful that you saved me, Athena, but that doesn't give you a skeleton key to my life. Do you disagree? This is not a life debt. Well, you round her up in the next couple days. That would be appreciated. I need to go find my grandfather. By all means, stay safe out there. Keep Cyril detained as long as possible. Oh, where is he? Roth shoved him in a cell. I'm sure you can go speak with him. 
Not now. I need to go first. Okay. Thank you, Athena. You're welcome, Silas. You should shave, though. You look a little... Yes, I should also take a shower. One of these wall panels, they got a bathroom. She starts slapping the wall nearest to her. No, I don't have that level of luxury. Well, if you don't, who does? <laughs> she walks away. <laughs> Chuckles to himself as you leave. The scene transitions back to Halarishi's safe haven. As quick as a snap, we see Athena, through her visor, blink her reverie away, clears her throat, just to break up the silence. But he continues leading you forward until you guys get to what looks like a more narrow tunnel entrance, like a corridor. And this might be something that would make her feel more claustrophobic. Yeah. But it's it's like a normal hallway. You could walk down a hallway, right? Pauses at the lip of this little tunnel. The tunnel itself is dark, but you can see occasional flickers of light that illuminate further down in the tunnel. Hmm. This is where he stays. For now. Perhaps you can speak with him. I would like to. But he can't come out? He can. But he won't? He chooses not to. Yeah, I like locking the door of the apartment, too. She walks down the tunnel. So I take a Benny. That's a nice detail. <laughs> One Benny to soak death. <laughs> um, do you want me to come or stay here? Can you come into the tunnel? Yeah. She'll follow behind you. She's going to need a hand. Mm-hmm. As you're starting to go deeper into the tunnel, Halarishi says, Good luck. Thank you. Please watch our bikes. I will do so. You start making your way into the tunnel? Yeah, she starts hollering also. Hey, Isaac! You get further in, there's still that sparking light that you see, and then it stops, and you just hear, Athena? She runs. You can see well enough that you're not in pitch darkness or anything. Good. You get to the end of the tunnel, you turn, and it looks like it's just a hollowed out chamber. There's a bed-like outcropping of stone, probably some basic supplies scattered around, and right in front of you, looking like he has just come to his feet, is your old friend Isaac Russo. Oh, there he is. When you first see him, the thing that immediately jumps out is that his red tattoos are glowing to some extent. Damn, that's cool. With that same light, they even sort of shimmer on his skin a little bit, like rippling back and forth. And there's almost that same shimmering edge to him. And he just stands there, wide-eyed, with slightly open mouth, as he sees you come barreling through the tunnel and into the room. She tackles him. Tackles him with a big ol' hug. Yeah, he's standing there with his arms outstretched. You rush forward. A small ripple of that light flares, and you can see deep black furrows scoured into the rock walls all around this room, creating layer upon layer of crisscrossing channels that mar the smooth walls. There's an expression somewhere between... Desperate joy and pain on his face as you leap forward into his arms and pass completely through him. Oh, no. Into a heap on the ground. And he turns around, looks down at you, and says, Hey, Athena. Hey, buddy. He lost some weight. Howdy, y'all. We found my boy. That's one step closer. That's closer than you've ever been before. 
If I step one close, step closer to Isaac. He'll be the farther from <laughs> He'll be the farther from Caldonix I've ever been. That's not true. You've been very far I've from Caldonix. I've been very far from Caldonix. That's going to be Pavi when I take her up to the surface. <laughs> oh, no. That's my new Pavi voice. You like it? I do. Did you like our music this week by Crockett and Wave Shaper? Yeah, it was dynamite. I did one, too. Crockett.bandcamp.com and at Crockett80s. Where? On Twitter. Yeah. Wave Shaper at waveshaper underscore SWE on Twitter and waveshaper1.bandcamp.com. You can find this song that I put in this episode on our Discord. It's a good one. And as always, Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products online at peginc.com. And we'd also like to take a moment to thank our patrons. Two patrons in particular. Who would they be, Allie? Michael and Chase! Michael and Chase! Thank you, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks for supporting what we do and what we love to bring to you guys. I hope the season's treating you well so far. If you guys want to join the prestigious ranks of Michael and Chase and all of our other patrons, you can find us on patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Lowest tier is $2 a month. That gets you access to our Patreon-exclusive server. The $5 and up tier gets you all of our exclusive Patreon bonus content, including more episodes of Absolute Zero, Outtake Reels. We got... We have some world building conversations that don't quite fit within the main episodes, but I like to put them up there too. We got some uh, limited series, uh, a D and D run that we did. Five E, wouldn't you know? 5e. Very loose Five E. <laughs> and we also have uh, another companion series that we're doing called Silica Valley, which follows Set, the Pantheon agent, as he makes his way through the wasteland and deals with a lot of fun stuff. Themes of capitalism, avarice, the world before and the world we live in now colliding. It's sand. It's everywhere. It's coarse. For now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would like to say thank you to you, Peckle. What? Happy anniversary. Oh, well, there's that. It was our anniversary (laughs) this week. But I would like to say thank you for updating the website. Oh, shit. I did do that, didn't I? You worked really hard on that. I did eventually. You sorted out while it took a while. We had to let the ideas percolate. We got to let them simmer. It took me a while. So, man, somebody's going to go back and listen through this and be like, man, it was like a year ago. Don't worry about it. We'll have that update Don't worry about it. Um, (laughs) It's been a tumultuous year, you guys. We promised that before the (laughs) pandemic. A lot of the Pages have been updated, specifically the Ancestries page for all of the different uh, character ancestries like Ori, Vel, Arrow, Karnak, Yara, and Nakir, and you know, human. Hey, uh, bonus edge of creation, Pickle. Bonus <laughs> edge. Bonus edge, adaptable. And the Arcane Background pages, which cover Linked, Psionics, Psyology, and Synthesis. Pretty cool. And some uh, setting specific edges and powers and stuff wrangled in there together. Take a look if you're interested. I also managed to jazz up the character portrait page to make it reveal as you scroll down. It's pretty fancy. Very fancy. Pretty fancy. So if you want to take a look at that, it's rpgforyouandme.com, and then you can navigate to the Neon Heat or Absolute Zero pages for more information. We, a while back, hit our Patreon goal for an animatic of our first episode of Neon Heat. It's going to be a little music video. It's going to be really cool. It is slow going because I'm the only one that does it in my two minutes of free time a day. But it's going to be really cool. What you've already done is really cool. Oh, we have a bonus scene for you guys. Oh, yeah. Part one. Yeah, part one. It's a two-parter because we just had too much fun with it. We couldn't shut it down. So, incoming part one bonus scene. Expect part two next episode. Well, the main feed can expect part two next week. 
but maybe people uh, who have access to the Patreon bonus audio feed can expect it uh, tomorrow morning. Oh, man. Maybe. All together, All huh? together. One spot. It's a big one. It was fun. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Is that it? That's it. We did it. Okay, goodbye. Have a good week, you guys. <laughs> Bye. Can we perhaps have the camera zoom in through a window in like an art loft somewhere in the entertainment district? Yes. Maybe the walls are brick. Maybe there's some weird mushroom ivy. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some candles on tables. Ooh. Are the lights dimmed? Of course they're dimmed. That's sensual. That's a little sensual. And there's a string quartet playing in the corner. Oh my. Is it a very small quartet? It's a very small quartet. <laughs> or, or it's one man who's a Yara and he's playing several things at once. What a masterful... I, I'm impressed. Yeah. He's it's like a one-man band. Good. He's got a tube on his back. Uh, I don't know if the tube is quite what the vibe It's not a cor- what it's the not vibe string. prescribes. Sure. He's got a cello on his back. Maybe the bow a- is attached to the wall. He's just turning back and forth <laughs> like a bear on a tree. But it sounds so good, you'd never know. <laughs> this guy's really good. Maybe he has one other fucker with him who's just plucking a mandolin or something. Ooh, I like that. So why is Athena in this sensual art loft with candlelit tables and questionable music playing. Ah, because people keep telling her she needs to get out there and do more stuff and meet more people, so she figured speed dating might be the way to do that. Let's find out. We pan across the rest of the room to see that each table holds one occupant and one empty chair. Hmm. We pan to the left to see a row of eligible bachelors and bachelorettes arranged, ready to take a seat. Then we pan over one more time to a very bubbly human lady with a friendly face and a big smile. Or, conversely, the matchmaker from Mulan. Okay, we pan over to the matchmaker from Mulan. (laughs) I don't think we can legally do that. We pan over to the legally non-actionable matchmaker from Mulan. Welcome to speed dating. (laughs) It's good. All of you will take a place at one of these seats. The interval will go off every 30 seconds. When it does, change tables. Athena turns around with her elbow on the chairs to get her some extra leverage. She's like, 30 seconds? Bring yourself honor and love. I don't know how honorable we're supposed to be tonight. (laughs) Athena looks cute. She's wearing a dress. She's got high little boots on. Fluffy, long hair today. I don't know what kind of arm she got, because it's non-canonical. 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 Who doesn't like an AU? The first individual that takes a seat at your table is a ketchup-skinned Nakir with mayonnaise, white hair, and mustard yellow eyes. Fashionably dressed Dick Richter with a short-sleeved collared shirt. He sits back, puts one leg over the other, looking very relaxed. You sit down here first. And you hear the chime. Well, it's my first pick. Good evening to you. Why? 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 Better question. Why not? That's the wrong question, Dick. I do uh, I do the weather for the... <clears throat> it's going to be a loose 30 seconds, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it always is in showbiz. I do the weather for Novi Now. Prediction? Muggy. Oh, I'm a regulator and you're under arrest. <laughs> he holds his hands out. Cuff me, officer. Get out of here. Time's not up yet. What, what, what's your perfect Sunday? Uh, it's got a cherry on top and whipped cream. She thinks he means <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> she scoots his chair back out for him <laughs> with, with a push of her arm. <laughs> Stands up. I'll see you later. You will not. 
They're shuffling in the room. The next figure that sits down, a very tall, broad-shouldered man with gleaming golden hair and a twinkling white smile. He sits down in the chair that maybe is a little undersized for him, and he says, Well, fancy meeting you here. Fancy that. Did you? I guess you found we found the same flyer, huh? That is something they do up in O'Leary. They fly a plane around with an advertisement behind it. That's not how I found this here. The planes wouldn't go very high, you know. Probably not. He's wearing his khakis mm. and his nice little loafers. What kind of shirt he got? It's a salmon polo. That's a bold color choice. <laughs> bold choice for a bold man, Sedaris. That's the first thing you should know about. It really brings out your eyes. He winks at you. He learned how to wink for this AU apparently. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> That's the most startling thing. I'm the most cultured man here. Tell me but about that. But it's an alternate universe, so it doesn't matter. Expand on that bowl, please. <laughs> Let me just pull out my spectacles. He shakes them out in small squares. I don't remember what I was saying. <laughs> Culture. Tell me if we were to date, how would you greet me after a long day's work? Hey there, champ. Mm-hmm. Does that do it for you? Pulls out a small notebook, making some uh, some scrawls. It says, I do like positive reinforcement. I know. Mm. She bobbles her head a little bit. What's after that? I am a champion. Everyone knows this. That's true. We could, I don't know, read a book or something. What book? Do you like young adult fiction? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave this here. A small card with his phone number pushes it across the table. No, she'll take it. She didn't have his phone number. <laughs> she might need to get in contact with him. He moves on. Is it like a heavy card stock? It's like nice with like the rounded corners. Yeah, it's Feels good. good. Feels good. Mm. Does it make her fingers glittery after she rubs it a little bit? No, because it's nice. It's not mm. tacky. Noted. Another tall, broad-shouldered individual with a shaved head and red tattoos hunkers down into the chair. Well, I think we've been here before. I think we have. Gives you a wink. She catches it, even though that's all you do with winks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, um, getting a bit desperate? No. That's a nice dress. I've never seen it before. It's new. Is it? No, it's been in my closet for seven years. Uh, oh, it's vintage. It is vintage. What is your favorite kind of music? I like something with a nice drum line. I could have figured. Probably should have. Does he do that with, like, a pencil? Yeah, drums on the table a little bit. What is he dressed like? A fancy, fancy date and dress? Dressed super cash. Dark jeans that are definitely worn in. He's got boots. Everything's clean. A t-shirt with a zip-up hoodie pulled over it. Okay. Very cash. Nice. She likes the low effort. You know, if I'm gonna speed date, I might as well be comfortable. And whoever I'm gonna be speed dating is gonna uh, appreciate what they're looking at, because this is how it's gonna look most of the time. That's just good being up front. That's what I was thinking, and you've seen worse, so... (laughs) Have you ever at any point owned a wallet with a chain on it? I have owned chains. What does that mean? I've never (laughs) seen you with a chain. Now listen... I come from the surface. You got up. Oh, thank God. He gets up and hustles away. (laughs) Next individual that comes to sit down is a gray and white-skinned Nakir, bald head, thick, square-framed glasses. Kind of weird that he's here with his son. Kind of weird that he's here with his son. Sits down across from you. (coughs) Just looks at you. So you're here looking for your next ex-wife? I suppose the vacancy is there. If we were married... How would you divorce me? Forcefully. I do like a strong woman. I could probably have you barred from re-entry into the city, too. Maybe you'd come with me? 
What would we do if I did? We'd already be doing something. Athena rings the bell herself with a snap of a finger. 